Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. returned 
to their country, you know, you would think that with all of the freedom that they've been experiencing to come over into the United States, that there would really be some uh, thought to not coming over here illegally, just kind of wait your turn, because I'm sure they did not anticipate getting caught and now they're going to be returned because now does it look like they'll really have an opportunity to come over here now? Yeah, their name might be on the the watch list for not being able to come over here. Well, you know what? I can't even say that these days. Who knows what the criteria is to get over here in the United States? And last but not least, we talked about a former state prison here in New York City being used to house the migrants. So now they're talking about, quote-unquote, upgrading this prison to accommodate these migrants. And... uh, it won't seem as though they're in jail because they won't be housed in the cells because they're planning to take down the bars. It would just be so much simpler just to modernize or update or upgrade some old buildings. We've got enough of them around the, the, the city of New York it would be a whole lot cheaper than pulling down some bars. And if you're worried about the fact that they're going to feel like they're sleeping in the jails, well, once you go to the jails, you won't feel like you're sleeping in the jail. But I I don't know. I don't know. Just call me crazy. Just call me crazy. Pastor Steph is looking at things maybe a little bit differently. You know, we, for a few weeks, we had this on the list to talk with our ladies, you know, the uh, characteristics of a spiritual person. And, you know, God's timeliness is amazing. As this came up yesterday, you know, in the midst of just a high venting, you know, frustration is, is rolling really deep into you know, the American people as to what's going on here with this migrant situation. So the ladies did a fine job in just, you know, relaying what it takes to still be a spiritual person, still exemplify being a spiritual person, you know, during this time and kind and a loving attitude was really, really key to yesterday's conversation. And, you know, you you end up extending yourself regardless of what's going on. You know, you don't turn your back. You don't, you know, stop from helping. You know, it, it's just a part of your makeup. You know, even when you're upset, you just push forward and help, you know, show the love, 
you know, that we're supposed to show. We also talked about the fact that, uh, you know, you have to uh, just kind of realize your life's purpose. You know, that's something that we really need to uh, exemplify during all of this melee, you know, in your schools, melee in your cities, your hotels. You know, can you really go to a hotel and vacation these days without, you know, sharing space? But at the end of the day, you know, are we praying? Are we communicating? Are we assisting? You know, a lot of stuff is going on. And we got to make sure that we understand our life's purpose. And our life's purpose is to draw others to Christ. And, you know, in my closing yesterday, you know, God had me to relay, you know, that we need to focus. We have to focus through all the frustration, through all of the, you know, um, fear sometimes of of just not being able to be heard, not being able to benefit the way others are benefiting. You know, you still got to do what you got to do. And Pastor Charlotte gave us our topper of the morning, our faith over fear segment. And again, how you know through fear, we just got to push through. So amen, amen, and amen to our wild Wednesday morning. All right? All right. Well, today is... Therapeutic Thursday. Today we discuss our health in a, any shape, form, or fashion, whether it's your physical health, mental health, emotional health, you know, financial health, spiritual health, whatever. We talk about it. And here's the best part about dealing with the Duke Time crew. You know, Pastor Stephanie, Duke Time crew, we get that done by any means possible. All right? So we got some stuff to talk about this morning. Might not be all that exciting, but you know how we do. We find something to extract from every situation. So uh, thank you so much for joining me today. And uh, let's get this party started. Uh, go ahead and get that healthy breakfast. Go and tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we will be right back. Repeat after me. Apple, table, penny. Apple, um, red. When you tell people he has Alzheimer's, but he's in a clinical study, it's not so hopeless. Yeah. Maybe. You know, it's like, I hope we can just hang in there and maybe they'll find something, you know. Yes, maybe. Yeah. What season is it? Um, it's when, all, when all the leaves down and... I know it's there. 
but I can't get it. Yeah. And it just kills me. I remember watching Dad interact with the kids and thinking, geez, in five, six years, will he even know who they are? One in ten Americans over 65 has Alzheimer's disease. Learn more today at brightfocus.org. Two different ways. 
And they say that the external hemorrhoids are the most uncomfortable because the overlying skin becomes irritated and erodes. So they say if a blood clot forms inside an external hemorrhoid, the pain can be sudden and severe. You might feel or see a lump around your anus, and the clot usually dissolves, leaving excess skin or what they call a skin tag, which may itch or become irritated. Now, they're saying that internal hemorrhoids are typically painless, even when they produce bleeding. So sometimes when you, you know, when you wipe, you may see some blood. And they say it tends to be more on the bright red side. They say internal hemorrhoids may also prolapse or extend beyond the anus, which causes severe potential problems. So when the hemorrhoid protrudes, it can collect small amounts of mucus, tiny stool particles that may cause an irritation and wiping constantly to try to relieve the itching can actually worsen the problems, okay? They also say that hemorrhoids are distended blood vessels that form either, again, on the inside or the outside of the rectum, okay? Now, again, we can't dictate who will get them and who won't, but they say what causes the hemorrhoids are chronic constipation. And they say straining, one of the ways is straining during bowel movements and prolonged sitting on the toilet. And they say all of this interferes with the blood flow to and from that area, causing it to enlarge the vessels. So that's one of the reasons why pregnant women tend to get hemorrhoids a lot because of their constant going back, constantly going back and forth to the bathroom, and that presses on the veins um, from the enlarged uterus. Okay? All righty now. Now, constipation is, is a tricky thing. You know, I, when I was, one time I had a, a, a home nurse, and she was a nursing supervisor, and she asked me one time, you know, do you suffer with constipation? I told her no. And she said, okay, let me, before you answer, let me help you understand that constipation actually starts earlier than you feel it, than when you feel it, yeah. And she just, she kind of drew me a little diagram, and she was like, okay, it starts back here. And so even that can help to start producing the hemorrhoids because when you go into the bathroom, you know, you may sit, like they say, sit a little longer than, you know, what you normally would. And a lot of times we may not even pay attention to it, okay? So they're saying that there are some home remedies for hemorrhoids. Now, some natural home remedies would be, 
they say, have a sitz bath. Now, S-I-T-Z, sitz bath. They say to relieve the itching and irritation, fill a tub with three or four inches of warm, not hot, but warm water, and sit in it with your knees bent for about 15 minutes. And they say afterwards, gently pat yourself dry with a towel, but don't rub. Make sure you do not rub the area, okay? They say fiber is the key. You know, remember we talked about this. See how all of this stuff ends up coming, kind of coming back? So fiber, if you do not ingest a lot of fiber, you will tend to get hemorrhoids. So remember to get that fiber in your system. And when we talk about that fiber, remember you want to get that broccoli, beans, wheat, oats, oat bran, whole grain foods, and fresh fruit. Okay? Make sure you go after that type of food first. They say you can also get some fiber supplements such as Metamucil and Citrusel or Fibercon, okay? And remember, you see those on TV. They put, you put it in the water, you know, and you kind of drink it, okay? They are saying that fiber and fiber supplements help to decrease the hemorrhoidal bleeding, inflammation, and enlargement. Okay, so they say, you know, don't be surprised if when you're taking the fiber supplements that you become gassy because it tends to make you gassy. But they say make sure you increase your intake of fiber, you know, a little bit a day. That way you don't have to end up taking the supplements if you eat what you're supposed to eat. Okay, they say also increase your fluid intake. Water, water, water. All righty. Now, some of us drink a lot of water anyway, so, you know, you got to be careful of how much water you take in, but make sure you get your water intake. And remember, if you're doing your water, don't, if you're not eating, so here's the thing, if you're not eating your fiber, and even if you're drinking a lot of water, it's not going to make much of a difference, okay? The key is to keep it all flowing, okay? They say exercise, exercise, exercise. Get that brisk walking in. Now, I know if you already got the hemorrhoids, that might be a little difficult. But, you know, if you're doing all these other things, hopefully over time the hemorrhoids will, you know, uh, become uh, less swollen and it won't be so painful and you know such a discomfort okay they say go to the bathroom immediately yeah you know sometimes we wait no because we remember waiting accumulates your bowel you know your bowel um, your stool so they say, if you have to go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom. Stop being lazy. Get up out that bed. Get away from that TV. Get away from that game. Go to the bathroom. 
okay? They say once your stool starts backing up, everything increases, the pressure, the straining. So, you know, make sure, you know, and they said watch, watch your bowel movement. You know, you should know by now, if you're listening to this show, you're probably an adult, so you should know when you have to go to the bathroom normally. Do you get up in the morning after go? Is it right after a meal? So kind of watch yourself if you don't know. You know, get to know you a little bit better. All righty? They say use those topical reliefs for hemorrhoids. Use those tucks. Now, tucks, that's a witch hazel wipe. Very easy to get at your CVS or Rite Aid or things like that. You know, it's very soothing. And, you know, just continue to use them. They say also you can use small ice packs against the anal area for a few minutes. That can help reduce the pain and the swelling. And they say sit on a cushion rather than hard surface. Okay, that would definitely help to reduce the swelling of your hemorrhoids. And they say, and it helps to prevent the formation of new hemorrhoids. All righty? They say treat the clot. They say when an external hemorrhoid um, forms, that's when it can be a little more excruciating. And if you feel it for longer than two days, make sure you do something about it. Okay, don't let it sit and not, you know, uh, treat it. And if it goes, you know, longer than that, you may want to talk to your doctor about it. Okay? So hopefully, you know, we've talked about your diet. We've talked about how to treat and prevent hemorrhoids. So let's make sure we're living in a more comfortable you know, lifestyle, and, you know, we can control this stuff. And the more the more I do these health tips, the more the, the, uh, the more I'm becoming aware of the things that I'm eating. I'm watching more of what I eat. I sure ain't losing no weight, but that's just a little side, side bustle, side bustle, side bustle, side bustle. But at least I'm eating differently, and, you know, the weight is coming off slowly, very slowly, very, very, very slowly. But you know what? As we increase these habits, then we should notice that we're feeling better, we're looking better, and ultimately we're doing better, okay? So let's make sure we get that fiber. We talk about fiber all the time. We talk about fiber, and that's why you hear me say, let's go get that healthy breakfast, because that's what we're talking about. We're talking about increasing, you know, the intake of those more healthy foods, especially in the morning. Now, think about it. If you eat your fiber in the morning, so whether it's like a cold cereal, whether it's oatmeal or whatever it is, fruit, remember that fruit, 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 if you're eating that fruit, make sure that, you know, you're getting your day started. Now, can you imagine? You know, you start off with the bagel and the and the donuts. You're already loading up your system. You're already loading your system up with those bad foods. So when it's time 
to release, it's a little more difficult. Okay, so make sure you get your day started properly by eating. Let me let me help you. Let me help you. Just in case you forgot or just you didn't have a pen at the time, you're gonna get those high fiber foods in your your um, in your diet. Broccoli, beans, wheat, oat bran, oatmeal, whole grain foods, and fresh fruit. Now listen, broccoli. You can actually chop your broccoli and put it in your eggs. Now, I can't actually have it, but broccoli, spinach. You know, you can actually, um, don't forget your chia seeds that you can put in your smoothies. Don't forget your flax seeds that you can actually put in your, so if you have to have your baked goods, if you got to have your muffins, you got to have, make it yourself. Make it yourself. And let me tell you something. I have made, I found this um, recipe for, and I've been giving it to the church. What's what's the name of it? Y'all help me out. Come on, come on. Katty, Katty, Katty. What is it? It's the, um, it's a baked thing that I make now. Why can't I remember it? I can see it in front of me. Um, it's the zucchini bread. Zucchini bread. And it is so delicious. Oh, my goodness. It takes no time to make. It's especially good for me because I found an eggless zucchini recipe. And I have found that I put other things in it, and it is delicious. So, you know, basically you're putting zucchini, you have oil, you have your, your brown sugar, your white sugar, and you have sour cream or yogurt. And that's your binder. And you have some... What do you call a thing uh, that makes your, your bread rise? Baking powder. Baking powder. You have a little bit of baking soda. And it's, I'm telling you, it's a one, two, three thing. And you, like I said, the base of it is your zucchini. And you can actually lower the sugar. You know, it, it's actually, it doesn't taste bad. If you lower the sugar, but here's what I here's what I was why I brought that up because you can put I've put um, flax seed I've put chia seed in it to help again with that extra fiber that you need I've put beets in it and they really enjoyed it yeah you know people don't like no healthy food but. It's actually a very tasty recipe if you want it. You know how to get in touch with me. I'll send it to you. It's a one, two, three. It's really, really good. If you like nuts, I love nuts. You can put nuts in it. If you don't like nuts, I have to make two different variations because your girl Shanti does not like nuts. But remember, nuts are very good for your um, antioxidants, your fiber, yes, oh, see, all of those things you can put in your, even in your baked goods. So I don't eat it a lot because once you eat baked goods, you, you're ingesting a lot of sugar. So not good for the diabetic in me, but, you know, it, it helps, trust me. So you can get real creative and and be healthy at the same time, okay? All right, so you've got your health tip for the moment. So what are we talking about today? All right, we got some quick news, some quick unfortunate news. We've got 
you know, I don't know what's going on with these parents in the Bronx. They have just lost their ever-loving mind. Yeah, it's like they're just killing kids like it's nothing in the Bronx. So you've got the uh, two toddlers that they say they have had to give Narcan to. Let anybody who listens to at least it's due time with class the staff. Narcan is what they give, the drug they give to kind of reverse the effect of opiates. And can you imagine, this is what they're giving the babies. So they had two toddlers this week who had been rushed to the hospital from ingesting some level of drug. And they say a two-year-old was rushed unconscious and unresponsive to St. Barnabas. And her 39-year-old mama is now facing charges. She couldn't tell them what it was. Her, her She was sleeping, supposedly, and her girlfriend woke her up and told her that the baby wasn't breathing. And when the cops got there, they said that there was some residue of some white powder substance in the house on a table. And she claimed it wasn't hers. She hasn't done cocaine since she was 19. <laughs> Lord have mercy, I tell you. It's like, do you really? They say they had a bunch of pills around, and somehow or another the baby must have gotten to something because, you know, again, she had to be rushed to the hospital. They have another separate case of an 18-month-old little girl at an apartment on Honeywell and East 179th Street who was also taken to St. Barnabas, and she had to also be given Narcan. And her dad, 35-year-old Karan, and her mom, Malquisha, really, y'all, 28, (laughs) was arrested, and they're charged with reckless endangerment and acting in a manner injurious to a child in criminal possession of a controlled substance. They said that they found in a Ziploc bag some cocaine residue, and that was found in the apartment near the TV and the cable box. Now, the first mother was released on her own recognizance. Now, tell me if that's not crazy. So, again, we're getting back to letting these people go because I don't care whether you were asleep or not. If your child got hold of some drug, you need to be going to somebody's jail. Because if your friend was there and she was doing drugs and you, quote, unquote, was sleeping and you didn't know nothing about it, then you still should be held responsible. Yeah, because why does my friend use drugs. I don't have friends that use drugs. No. No. And if I found out that they use drugs after we became quote-unquote friends, we are no longer friends. And what, what, what do we got to talk about? We can't chill and look at TV. Well, clearly this is why. Because if I doze off, I can't even rely on the fact that you ain't using drugs where my baby is. You know, so listen, Chicky didn't use drugs since 19, and she's 39 yeah, let me tell you something. If you still got people around you that using drugs, you're using drugs too. I don't care what anybody says. 
Yeah, you're using drugs too. So, <sighs> I tell you, what else are we talking about, y'all? Well, what about this other issue in the Bronx? Now, where is that story? Because I, I, I had that story earlier during the weekend. I didn't pull it up to talk about it on Tuesday. But it's about the other, here we go, the other two dodo parents. Now, this is a real interesting story. I pulled it up the other day. Now, when I, went, when I came across it last night, there was, there was a little more information. So, okay. So there's this, this, this couple, young couple. He's 23. She's 20. He's American. He went to Paris. Somehow he got to Paris. And he met this chick over in Paris. They ended up back here in New York, and she ended up pregnant, and she had a baby. Now, he normally communicates with his dad, and his dad is in Louisiana. So they normally FaceTime. And one day he told, and he FaceTimes with the baby. Let me make sure I say that. He FaceTimes with the baby, and one day he tells the dad that the baby's dead doesn't tell, you know, a whole lot of information, but it gives dad enough information for dad to be uncomfortable. So, now, y'all help me with this, because we're going to talk about this one. So, dad, after hearing that the baby was dead, and the father of the baby, his son, gave a little bit of information as to what actually happened. He hung up from the son. He calls a local minister in Louisiana. He says, I called my pastor before I, you know, before I did, made a move, pretty much. And we prayed, and he told me that he can't tell me what to do, but I should do the right thing. That's when I made the call, because that was my grandbaby. Now, I'm sorry. Here we go again with what do we do when we as parents hear that our kids then did some things that they ain't had no business doing. And what do we do? Can we play this game again this morning? Now, let's let's play the Stephanie game. Let's put Stephanie in this particular situation. Now, let's, let's talk about our due time crew. Pastor Charlotte has grandchildren. Pastor Kale has grandchildren. Brother Al has grandchildren. Uh, our, our girl Tamika, she's got nieces, nephews. You got Shantise who has a niece. So let's put us all, you fill in the blank, and that's you. Your child calls you and tells you all of a sudden that your grandchild is dead. Now, you've been seeing the baby. 
in the FaceTime, Google Gaga, hey baby. They never saw he never saw the baby in person, but they've bonded through FaceTime. Thank God for technology. I could be a million miles away, but it doesn't matter as long as I got Skype and FaceTime and all this kind of stuff. So I've bonded with my grandbaby. So one day you call me. One day Shawnee calls me and says, I say, hey, where's, where's Mariah? Oh, she's dead. Dead. And she gives me some vague information. I don't care what part of the information she gives, what part of the information that she keeps to herself, but she tells me that the baby's dead. Must I stop to call my pastor so he or she could pray with me? Now, y'all might be saying Pastor Steph is pretty dramatic. I'm lost. That's what Pastor Steph is. I got to literally get on a phone, make a phone call for somebody to encourage me to call 911. I can't, y'all. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. For me, cause I'm writing Shawnee's out in a, what do they call it? A New York Minute. Well, guess what? We ain't even got to the 60 seconds because I'm going to be like, oh, okay. I'm going to ask a couple of questions to see if you release anything or reveal anything. All right. All right. Give me a minute. I'll call you back. When you know anything, you'll be talking to me. The cops be knocking at your door. Why would you need to call somebody to pray? in order for you to do the right thing. And and, and the pastor got to tell you, or the minister got to tell you, well, you know what, I can't tell you what to do, but you need to do the right thing. Because clearly he must have been slow, slow talking. Where the pastor or the minister would need to say that to you, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I told y'all before from when it was like five, I said, listen, you better do the right thing because I'm telling you right now, your mother is ratting you out. Your mother ain't got no picket signs. Free Shanties, free Shawnees, free Tamasia. I'm telling it all. The cops going to be knocking at your door and you're going to have to answer some questions because you're going to have to explain to somebody why this child is just dead. Well, let's move on in the story. So he calls the cops. In New York, the cop, you know, 911 pretty much, and they finally, you know, get to the house, and they find that something ain't right. Okay, so here's the new development that they just put out there. They said that because ultimately it ended up with them, him, them, pretty dumping the baby in some woods, some park, right? So they said that after they watched the video, they were living in some um, housing, some shelter-type place here in the Bronx, in New York. And they said that the two of them actually, now let me read it to you how they say it. They say that they actually put a hat on the baby, put a onesie on her, put her in the stroller, and pushed her out of the facility to make it appear as though she was okay. 
and that it wouldn't raise any kind of alarm. You know, nobody would be asking because now it looks like you're just taking the baby out for a stroll. But subsequently, that she was dumped near the Major Deegan Expressway um, in some wooded area where they said they found her Sunday night. Now, he had said to the father something vaguely to the effect of, you know, he had shaken her too much. And come to find out that he's experienced some form of, you know, mental illness. Um, He was diagnosed with bipolar and schizophrenia as a child. And, you know, this is what subsequently ended up happening. Now... Let's let's talk about something else. Oh, you know what? You know what? Forget all of that. We ain't even going to move on. Where my girl Tamika at? Because she's the first one that hits the air. Good morning, Tamika. Good morning. Happy, Happy Thursday, Thursday, Thursday to you. Thursday. Wow. wow. Right? Do we say, wow, Thursday? Or do we say, happy Thursday? Well, we could say a little bit of both. How are you? I am well. How are you today? I'm just confused. Because when you fill in the blank and it's your name that says so-and-so called you and told you your nephew, they they had shaken him just a little too much, he was unresponsive, and it looked like he was dead, what you doing? <sighs> Ironically, um, I've had actually two situations uh, family-wise where that actually happened, where somebody called my mom and said, blah, 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 and how to react. You know, one was in hiding um, and asked my mother for consultation, and the other one, um, actually, they both were in hiding, now that I think about it. They both were in hiding, and so this is bringing revelation right <laughs> to my front door, back door, whichever way you want to think about it. Wow. Wow. So, if this were you, and somebody said, you know, I killed little Johnny, or I think Johnny did, do you need to call a minister, get prayer, be encouraged to do the right thing, in order for you to make this notification? You shouldn't, but the reason why I'm looking at this differently is because it happened. My mother was the consultation. My mother, you know, being a being a you know a preacher, um, both of them reached out to my mother. But these were the individuals that committed the act. You know, as for me, I don't need to call anybody. You're calling me, telling me little boom boom is dead. You know, there there are actions that need to be to be done, you know, in her, um, she actually was trying to give, convince the person to turn themselves in, you know, and so that was her act, but why am I calling around? I guess that thing is you need support, you know, but <laughs> you need to act quickly in, in, in something like this, because before you know it, that person could be in another state or another country, depending on their finances. Yeah. This could be the minutes that the child needs to live. You know, they're calling saying, I think they're dead. 
you know, does that mean that you got extra five minutes and if somebody got to the location five minutes earlier, the baby or the child could actually be alive because you think they're dead? But how many times have people been unconscious but they weren't actually dead? And those minutes matter. So while you're praying, somebody could be literally dying opposed to being they could be dead already so those are precious moments we're talking about here so um, i'm glad that you don't need to 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 call around and and get none let's see what else everybody else got to say i sure wish brother al was on this phone today hold on a second let's see where's pastor pastor charlin let's see what pastor charlin got to say Good morning, Pastor Charlene. Good morning, good morning. How are you? I sound a little better, right? <laughs> you sure do. You sure do. I said, well, but look at the <laughs> look at the occasion when you sound better. Maybe we need to talk about this kind of stuff more often. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't kill the kids. Office. Don't kill the kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, Lord, no. <laughs> But something that's going to perk you up, because you actually are sounding much better on your good morning, thank Jesus. Um, So glad to hear that you're sounding better. All right, Pastor Charlotte. Now, Tamika says her mom was the recipient of the phone calls who had to be the encourager. I'm asking if it were you who was the grandma, would you need that encouragement to have to call somebody and get some consultation as to what to do and uh, pray about it. Okay. No. My thing would have been, I would have been calling 911 with one phone, getting dressed, and with another phone on my way to the house. That's what I would be doing. Now, even if I'm out of town, I'm trying to get the next thing that's smoking to get up out of there. But I'm going to call 911 in the mix of it. What you mean that you're not sure? Right there, right? So, but being on this end, now, whomever, because, you know, when we call 911, the fire department, everybody's coming. They're all coming out together. And by the time I get there, they're going to need to save her, her too, or him, whichever child it is, because I got a boy, girls, and, and a son. So whichever child it is, they're going to have to try to save them too, because now you're going to try to kill the boy. So that's where I would be, you know, on the mix. Like you said, because you don't really know if if is or not. So you already high or whatever that you're on. For y'all to, to get to a place of doing that. So you need some help. The kid needs some help. And I'm going to need some help to keep myself off for you. Yeah, because I, I so. can't imagine being calm either, Pastor Charlene. I, I'm, I'm going to sit back and you go to my love, my little Mariah, you think? Well, you know what? Mm-hmm. They, I think we're going to be sharing a jail cell. <laughs> Something. <laughs> Well, I'm going down other than you and me on this telephone. 
phone. Oh, my goodness gracious. I have another question, but I'm going to wait until we finish. Let's talk to our girl, Shantice. I'm glad, I'm glad you're feeling better, Pastor Charlene. Uh, thank God for I you at you least feeling some level of relief. What would you say? I said, and I thank you all for, for the prayers. I thank you. I'm still struggling with the sinuses, but I've been doctoring on it. So, okay. Well, thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Ironically, I ain't got none of our men on today. I would love to find out what would go wrong well in, in their mind. Uh, Shatis, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. That's good. All right, Shawnice is on the other end of this phone, and she's talking to you, and you're like, Where, where's Shmona? <laughs> and she's like, uh, here's that answer in Shawnice's voice. Do you need to make a phone call other than 911? Yeah, when I get my one phone call, you know, hold That's when I'll call. That's when I'll call you since you're my pastor. She's like, she was just here. I know, but I just got a phone call and said Mariah such and such, and I was I was on my way to the apartment when the cops was on their way to the apartment, and it became a hostile situation quick. So everybody got arrested, and now I'm here. So remember that IRA. Money I told you you're the beneficiary of. I'm gonna need you to go get that. Oh, my, my bill. <laughs> By the way, you better hurry up and increase that IRA money because that sure ain't yeah, no money. There's some crucial dollars in that IRA account. Right? <laughs> and we trying to put my financial on blast on this show, and we in all these countries. <laughs> no, well, ironically, that's why I'm clarifying it, because we in 48 countries, and I don't want nobody coming after you think you got some large IRA, IRA out there. And you, you know, because they, listen, they flash money on, on, on Facebook and you know, Instagram, and now next thing you know, the people trying to rob them. I don't want nobody busting up in here thinking that you didn't mention IRA that's equivalent to bail money. <laughs> no, we got to clarify that real quick. Real quickly. It ain't money, y'all. <laughs> After I go and, and deplete the IRA, I'm going to still need 99% of the bail. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm going to be a pastor right now. Tell them I'm doing <laughs> I'm still going to need 99% of the bill money to help get you out. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so I got a question. I got a question, ladies. They always leave me with y'all, and I love when it's the ladies' conversation. All right. I always say, when y'all meet up with these people, y'all better start asking some questions. Stop partnering up with these people and ain't nobody ask no questions as to your history, your background. I mean, because at least if they lie, you've, you've asked. So the two of them go off. They say, this is how they term it. 
they say that he fled. <laughs> the, the 23-year-old fled to Paris where he first connected with this chick. Now, again, she's 20 years old, and she's from Switzerland, I believe. And they they hook up, they come here, and they have this baby. Now, I don't know if they say she's from Switzerland or she moved to Switzerland, but she's some she's some from another country. And so, literally, he knows nothing about her. She knows nothing about him. And they go and they have this baby together. And he ends up losing, you know, losing it. And that's when he shook the baby too much. And now the baby's dead. He lets her know, of course, you know, that this is what's going on. Because here's what they make sure to say in this article. They make sure to say that they both got the baby dressed. They both put the baby's hat on. They both put the onesie on the baby. They both wrapped the baby in a blanket. And they both put the baby in the stroller. And they both took the baby for a stroll to her place of where she was dumped. So what they're trying to say is she has no outs. She has no outs. They're, they're blaming her as much as they're blaming him, that there was an opportunity for her to speak up, and she didn't. And now they're both, they're both facing the... Uh, they're both facing these charges. Now, he was the one who they, who was arraigned the other day that they're talking about. They haven't really given any um, any um, information about her, but they're saying that the father is telling that, um, you know, he raised the boy. He got somehow got custody of the of the boy, of this young man when he was a kid, and he was just three months old, and he raised him till he was seventeen, and that's when he ventured out to see the world. So, needless to say, you can't control what you know what people do, but you know this is this is what the father is saying that he was treated for bipolar when he was diagnosed. With bipolar, he had, you know, some mental illness, blah, 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 the schizophrenia. And do we need to ask more questions before we start popping out these babies? Pastor Charlotte. Uh, yes, but even like you said, sometimes that they won't tell you everything. Um, right. And if you... Right, so you, when a person first meets somebody, they're not going to say, "Well, I have a mental illness." Nobody's going to absolutely, say that. Absolutely, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So now, so we go out, we meet, right? We sit down, we have general conversation, then we meet again, and then the same. Are they really talking twenty and twenty-three? It could have been like you know we got together because everybody that gets together don't necessarily 
in a relationship, <laughs> right? Right. And that absolutely. first time they get pregnant, right? So absolutely. that can happen too. Absolutely. Okay, we're not talking about what could happen. Y'all, you're missing this here, Pastor Charlotte. You're missing this. That's why I said they may not answer you. We know that they may lie. They may not tell the truth. They may withhold this information. Because, listen, let's be honest. If a person came out and said, okay, yeah, you know, I was diagnosed with bipolar and schizophrenia, are they looking for you to stick around? Well, the answer is no. They're not, which is why they hold the information. That's not the point I'm trying to get at here. The point I'm trying to get at is do we have a responsibility for the sake of the children that we're bringing into this world that we need to be asking more questions? This is what I, I, I need to try to push today because this, this here, uh, clearly, listen, let, let, let's be frank. Just like you said, she 20, he 23, he didn't, they didn't met on Facebook, he didn't flew out to Paris, as the fault that, that they said, he didn't fled out to Paris. You know that he ain't going out there for nothing else but one thing. And if they got, came back to New York together, and before you knew it, there was a baby, we, there was no relationship. We, you got that right. Ain't no relationship here. However... As we're trying to teach people, as we're trying to advise people, are we promoting, are we pushing, ask more questions, spend more time. I push all the time, listen, we need to be friends a whole lot longer, and clearly here's the reason why. You need to be friends more. You need to be friends longer because this stuff comes out you know, Shanti's, you know, you just got finished talking to me the other day about a conversation you had with a person who went, like, straight off the meter. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I didn't want to call any names. I didn't want to call no, any no, names. It's sad because I can't, I, I know there was one, but there has been a few. It's sad. I don't know what kind of <laughs> Okay. For the sake that anybody could be listening, I don't want to call any names or give a description, but it was the most recent conversation mm-hmm. we had. A per, you know, people that mm-hmm. you've known for a long time, mm-hmm. they may have mm-hmm. exemplified something, but if given mm-hmm. long enough time, have you found mm-hmm. that people oh, reveal? Oh, 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 amen, yes. So I'm about to say, I beg to differ. I, I, I hear what Pastor Shaw was saying. I agree, but I beg to differ. Nowadays, because of the blood of Jesus, especially <laughs> if you striving, striving, we ain't talking about you being perfect because ain't nobody perfect. But if you're striving to be with Jesus, he is going to let representative only last 2.5 seconds because the things I've been seeing and hearing, not only with me, but with other people who are linking themselves to other people, you ain't got to ask no questions. And that, I know what you're talking about now, Pastor Seth, that's one of the things I kept saying to the person. I said, do you realize if you sit back and just, just pick a gander at our, at our conversations, right? I ain't asked you nothing, but yet you done told me everything I need to know to shut all this down. And I kept telling them, I said, if you pay attention, let a person talk, they'll tell on themselves. 
So I ain't have to ask, do your family have a history of schizophrenia, gingivitis, nothing? You didn't say and let me know that you come from a line of a whole lot of mental cases, okay? So you go right ahead with your family history, and you might as well move on to the next trick because I ain't hurt. Because if I continue to let you talk and I ignore this, then somebody's going to be in a hospital and somebody else is going to be in jail. So if you are smart to walk with Jesus, you ain't even got to ask no questions. All you got to do is ask God to help you serve it. Help you follow James 119 that says, be quick to hear and slow to speak. And you will listen to people. I'm saying that's one of my memory verses. And ever since I've been focusing on that verse, you will hear how people tell on themselves. It's it's crazy. You ain't got to ask no questions now. No, smart enough you don't. To, to be, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you should still ask questions. Don't don't get me wrong. But if you need to do things God's way, you ain't got to ask nothing. No. You he don't. You that much now that he, no, you don't. he's showing you everything. So now you're really stupid. Stupid when you continue to link yourself to this person because God has shown you everything you need to see and let you hear everything you need to hear to have you quickly run in the opposite direction. It, it's, it's really crazy out here now. No, I always say, you know, if, if I'm a good listener. Uh, that's the one thing I do. I don't, I don't, you know, talk about Stephanie very often and what I do good and well. And but one of the I am a good listener. If you're talking to me, you better believe I ain't missing. I'm missing very little of what you say. I'm really in tune to what you're saying. And I always say, and I've always told uh, uh, the girls, d- 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 stop talking. Just listen. People tell on themselves. You won't see some. That's why I say, unfortunately, you know, we all, every, every, every one of us, every one of us here in our former life, maybe even our present life, unfortunately, we all mm-hmm. have been guilty mm-hmm. of, you know, not just sitting still long enough because uh, I ain't connected with the right ones either. That's why I am promoting and pushing what I'm pushing. But... Mm-hmm. I, you know, that was before I learned anything. I was stupid and young at that time. But now that age has, has and maturity has, has come along, oh, no, I'm not perfect. But I'll tell you one thing, I, I, can tell, I can tell you everything about everybody who attends that church. I could tell them about them. And then I ask them, am I wrong? No, because if you listen and you watch long enough, you'll be able to pick up a whole lot of things. Uh, 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 Tamika, we got Pastor KL on the line, so we're going to talk a little longer so he can kind of pick up what what we're talking about. Uh, Tamika, are we talking about extending that time that we're getting together with people that we might be interested in, but if you listen long enough, if you watch long enough, they're going to reveal who they are. That is the most abundant truth. Um, I, I, I think in his instance what happened was, you know, he saw Inga from Sweden. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> he lost his mind. 
you know. <laughs> By the time he got in front of us, he said, please to help my hoop fuck. And she, you know, put, put him in his face. And he got distracted, you know. So he was so busy looking, you know, at what he could achieve or what he could get that he didn't he didn't count the cost. You know, I remember uh, a conversation that I had with a youth who was frustrated because he had had a child with a woman. He was like, I don't even know her. I don't even like her, blah, 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 blah. And I said to him, here's, here's the thing. If you're going to do it, and I'm not saying that it's right to do, but if you're going to do it, you need to wait, you know, get get to know who she is, you know, try and find out things about her. You know, he was like, well, when I slept with her, I didn't even know she had a middle name. And I'm like, see, this is what I'm talking about, you know, and <laughs> things like that will, will, will show themselves forward. You know, you'll see that, oh, she's got a, she's got a quick temper, you know, she throws things when she's mad, she slams doors, you know. Um, I remember a relationship, uh, a couple when she got mad, she threw a knife at him. Literally, mm. he had to run for his life. And it, the back oh, of the blade, the back of the knife hit the back mm. of his head. So can you imagine if timing, you know, and if God hadn't kept him, you know, propelling forward, the back of the blade hit his head. So what does that say, you know? And, and she was angry, you know, and then they talked it out and they were fine. And then I remember seeing that same couple literally running down one street and another. He threw a brick at her. She came back in the house and she went and got something. Hot. This is volatile. This is crazy. You know, and this is one of those relationships where I didn't really know her that well. I slept with her. Boom. Now I have a child and I have to stay in her life because of the child. And, you know, it was just crazy, crazy, crazy. You know, there are all kinds of things that you can find out if you just rear back a little bit. You know, we, we talked about you know, you're not cleaning yourself well, you know, not brushing your teeth well. These are things that you find out when you hang around a little bit. You know, temperament, dispositions, you know, are they, you know, quick to, to, to get agitated? You know, are they very, um, what is it, uh, very tame, extremely tame. You're talking to them and you don't really know what they're thinking, you know. You don't know what's on their mind, you know. Are they verbal, you know. Um, do you guys think together, you know. What is it that works well with you, what doesn't work well with you. You don't find all of that out when you say, hey, Inga, how you doing? And you just go right, you know, go for what's right. <laughs> you really need to wait for a while to find out what type of tendencies you're going to have. Also, especially if you're having a feed, a child with this thing. Also, I mean, with this individual, sorry. If you're having a child with this individual, also understand that those tendencies, whatever it is, good, bad, or indifferent, is going to be in that child. So if if he's temperamental, then guess what? Your child, you know, likely, most likely going to have some of those tendencies um, that pass on. Absolutely. That, that's, the, that's why I said for the baby's sake, because you don't – look at what happened here. Uh, before I go there, let me pull uh, Pastor KL on. Let's say good morning to Pastor KL. Good morning, Pastor KL. Good morning, good morning, good morning, ladies. How are you ladies doing? All right, thanks. All right, all right, all right. All righty, how are you? Oh, man, I'm just peachy. In the Georgia State. All righty. Well, thank God you got a little, you know, reprieve from the Alabama. 
Uh, we got a story here this morning. You may have, you may have not heard. So you have these two individuals. He's 23, she's 20. They've been chatting on FaceTime. They, uh, he ended up going out to Paris. They met and they came back to New York together. Subsequently, uh, had a baby in a short amount of time. And they would communicate with his parents on a regular basis um, via FaceTime because they're in Louisiana and they were here in the Bronx. So they're living in a shelter here in the Bronx. And the parents noticed that, um, you know, when they would ask about the baby, nobody was saying anything. And finally, they, 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 uh, they started saying the baby was sleeping, the baby was fine, and then after a while, he told the father that he thought the baby was dead. So the father calls his minister to, you know, tell the minister what was going on, have prayer, and the minister uh, encouraged him, the dad, the granddad, to call the authorities because you need to do the right thing. So the first question in the, the first round was, would somebody need, you spoke to one of your children, and you found out that the, the baby, you know, was dead, or he thought the baby was dead, and do you need to call a minister to get encouragement to call 911 and to do the right thing? That's the first question. Not at all. Not not at all. If, if I find out one of my one of my grandchildren is dead, I'm definitely calling the cops myself because I want to know what's going on. Especially if you're being vague about it. How long have they been dead? How did they die? Why did they die? Then mm. we can pray later on. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So now that we have said that, you know, the father has told the authorities that, you know, the son was, you know, he, for some reason, they, you know, he ended up with the son at three months old. And he raised him until he was 17. He ended up, you know, venturing out into the world that he had been diagnosed with bipolar, schizophrenia, and, you know, other, you know, this mental illness issue. And I said, well, listen, this is one of the reasons why we've got to make sure we ask the right questions. Now, people withhold information. People lie. We know that. Ain't nobody going to just outright and say. But can we stick around long enough, hang around long enough to ask questions when we see stuff kind of a little bit off a little bit. Well, what do you say about that one? I, I definitely, listen, listen, from personal experience, I lived in, 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 in Queens. Um, I think my landlord's last name was Griffin. And I met this <laughs> <a> woman. Let's <laughs> yeah, just go on with the story. I, I met this woman, and, you know, she... She thought I was nice and all that stuff, and you know she used to piss out her kids all the time. You know what I mean? Oh, that was a sign for me. You know, but <laughs> but you know we got together, we did the hokey pokey, and we turned ourselves around, and then and then we kept on going and kept on going, and 
she kept on cursing out her kids and her family members and all type of stuff, and I, I didn't catch the hint. But then one time I said, listen, this is, this is it for me. I'm tired of this. This woman who did not live with me had my mail transferred to somebody else's house. So all my bills, all my lights got cut off, my water got cut off because I wasn't getting no bills. Yeah, there's some crazy folks out there, and the signs were there. So I should have been left. I should have been got out of that situation. You know what I'm saying? As soon as you cussed out little Johnny, I should have known I was going to be next. But, yeah, there were, there were signs. There were signs. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. You know, again, we make moves too soon. You know, uh, uh, Tamika gave this scenario, you know, that, you know, Ray Ray met Inga and, you know, ain't nobody waited. You know, they saw one another on FaceTime, everybody making googly eyes, you know, at one another on, you know, FaceTime, Face Facebook. Uh, they did on Facebook, not FaceTime, Facebook. And, you know, now he, he goes to Paris because his eyes are open and, he, you know, she's some sweet young thing and they didn't come back to New York and ain't nobody spent no time together. So now let me put it let me put it out there. So clearly, he needed to ask questions as well because when they, because they made sure to tell this story, when they were putting the baby after the baby was dead, and they knew the baby was pretty much lifeless. They put the hat on the baby. They dressed the baby in the onesie. They wrapped the baby in the blanket. They put the baby in the stroller and took the baby for a stroll. Well, clearly, she ain't wrapped too tight either. So everybody needs to ask questions. It wasn't only her because he was diagnosed. But clearly, where is your head when you... Let, 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 let's look at it from let's look at it from this aspect. Okay, you you are absolutely right. But when I'm FaceTiming you, you know, I can't ask no questions. If you say I got all these problems, I'm bipolar, I'm slow, I'm all this stuff, I'm I'm just excited that I still got you on the phone. That you are still interested. I'm not I'm not asking why you're interested in me, but the fact that I know that I'm crazy and I got somebody interested. So now I'm whipped. Because, you know, I'm all excited and, oh, my God, she actually slept with me. I'm whipped. So whatever you tell me to do, if we were going to dress a monkey, we'd address the monkey together. Because oh, I've never had this before. And and let's just let's, let's go past another thing. Let, let's go past the bipolar list and all that other stuff. If a man is FaceTiming you, he ain't FaceTiming you because he really want to get to know you. You know, there, there's, there's only one thing really involved. You know what I'm saying? So what happened is that we, we got we got together and oops. You know, we had this we had this I think two years ago. Oops. We got pregnant. So now I'm I'm just in here. But but that FaceTime and wasn't for us to have no relationship. And that's exactly exactly what I'm talking about. I don't care how you met. It, it, it matters not to me how you met. It matters not to me how you initially accum, uh, uh, um, communicate. I'm talking about what we do. 
I'm talking about us as people who are supposedly in the Lord. I'm not talking about the world. Because just like you said, in our former lives, we didn't ask no questions. In our former lives, we spent time with the people. You know, we're talking right now the expedited process. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about what we're talking about to our people. We know that when they were making googly eyes over Facebook and he decided to jump up and go to Paris, that he even, if he was not um, schizophrenic or bipolar, he he ain't thinking straight. Because anytime you jump up and go to Paris to meet somebody, you're already cuckoo. And that ain't necessarily Mm -hmm. mental illness. I'm talking about you just ain't thinking straight. That's what I mean when I say already cuckoo. So now you've met, and now you decide to come back here to New York or Jersey or Texas, whatever. And now, because, look, we've had the conversation about the, the, the woman who was, was, had invited the man, and he was in the church with her. Y'all remember that story? Mm-hmm. He was in the church with her, and then he ended up killing her. They had the, the relationship mm-hmm. over or whatever. So this is why I say I needed to have this conversation today. I'm not talking about how they did it, why they did it, or because we, we clearly know. This just like you said, you know, you met this chick, she had kids and she was cussing out the kids and before you knew it, you know, something something clicked. Now from what I understand she was never diagnosed as schizophrenic or bipolar. <laughs> but just because the doctors ain't said she was, that don't mean that she wasn't. So we all in our former life have made bad decisions even after we've spent time with people. So we know that you know, just let it be said that it is very clear that he jumped up and went to Paris. You know, whatever he presented to her as a 20-year-old, we have children, we have grandchildren, you know, um, um, growing up. What are we telling them? Because the kids are grown now, so they ain't really listening. (laughs) They ain't listening at all. Um, I actually have Brother Al on the phone, so let's talk to Brother Al and see what he got to say about all of this. Good morning, Brother Al. Messing with the mute button, brother. Okay, maybe brother Al can't talk right now. Okay, you know we 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 need to. These stories are here for us to help people understand the mistakes we're making. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. we still have Christian people who are making these mistakes. Because we're desperate, because our clocks are ticking, because our, our, our eggs are drying up, because the sperm ain't flowing the way it used to flow, and all of this kind of stuff. We rushing. We rushing. And if we know anybody that rushed, it's church people. Because people are pressuring them to get married. People are, you know, they're looking for the status. They, you know, they don't want to be the old maid and all of this kind of stuff. You know, and and I'm and I'm looking, and there's several things to talk about today. One, again, you know, do we do? I mean, are we that? I'm 
I'm just initially disturbed with even the parent who had to pick up a phone and call. Because just like I said earlier, the minutes, the timing is is ticking. You know, if this baby really wasn't dead and she was just kind of unconscious. Pastor Stephens, I have a question. As a minister, and there's clergy on this line, as a minister, if you got a phone call, So call me, just call me. I just hung up from them and they said that the baby might be dead. Can we pray? As a minister, how do you go into prayer? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I'll let the the, the pastors, I won't I won't answer first, but I'll I'll let the the clergy speak. Uh, Pastor Charlene, Shantice asks. Do you do you go into prayer because the prayer has been requested? No, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm gonna have my phone nine one one, and I'm gonna have my getting dressed, and have my other phone, and I'm on my way. I'm gonna say I'm coming to pray with you, mm-hmm. but I'm on my way to the kid house. Okay, okay. Pastor mm-hmm. mm-hmm. KL, what are you doing? I, I, I'm I'm going to pray with you. You know, I'm, I'm going to pray that 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 is not so. I'm going to I'm going to pray. You know, I'm going to pray a prayer. But I am going to encourage you that you need to call nine one one or someone needs to call nine one one. But I'm I'm you know I'm going to pray. You know I I'm not going to be like Pastor Charlotte. I'm not going to lie. I'm not coming to you because I don't want to even be part of the crime scene. But I'm going to pray from a distance. I'm not coming. <laughs> you know what I mean. And you know, and, and then I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I, I'm, I, but I'm going to pray. I'm definitely going to pray. Okay. Well, I'll. Uh, you know what? what Tamika's on the line. Tamika, you said your mother. Um, you know, she did, she was actually talking to the uh, perpetrator. And did you did you hear the prayer going on? Because that's a little different, in a sense. It, it is different, um, and in actuality, I, I did hear the prayer. You know, it was to um, <clears throat> encourage or get the person to uh, turn themselves in. In both instances, they were in hiding, you know, and one of them even asked if they could hold up in our house. <laughs> I was like, wow. you know, I'm sitting on the sidelines. I'm a child, and I'm listening, and I'm like, oh, this is a bad idea. I'm hoping <laughs> You know, wow, wow, wow! Because it's because it's family that you know it's okay to come by. No, you know, um, it, it's when it's you. You know, I, I I don't understand why now all of a sudden you need that encouragement. I mean, because my thing is you did the act. Now follow through. You know, meaning go and turn yourself in. You know, in both instances they needed encouragement and in prayer, she did encourage them. You know, to do the right thing. You know, one. Even after praying, uh, waited a I think it was forty eight hours before the individual turned themselves in. You know, and we were like, you know, we kept wondering because it was all over the news. You know, it was like plastered there. So um, we knew kind of when the news started talking about that the person turned themselves in. Wow! 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 Okay. Well, I'll answer as a pastor. I'm not praying. I'm praying internally as I'm making a phone call. 
I'm 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 not I'm not stopping to pray because in my head minutes count. So you know, and I'm not saying that God it can't be a Lazarus moment that don't die. I'm not eliminating that. However, you know, um, minutes minutes count, and the the prayer that needs to take place now. You know, you're calling me and you're telling me, you know, I'm 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 talking and I'm asking you, you know, where's Mary? Where's Mary? And every time I speak to you, um, I'm asking you, where's Mary? You ain't got an answer. And finally you tell me you think Mary's dead. Then I'm like, okay, okay, no problem. All right, well, listen, and, I, and, and I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to let you know. I'm, okay, listen to me. Listen to me right now. Right now. The prayer that needs to take place, I am not going to pray with you at this very moment. I'm going to call 911, or you going to call 911. we got five seconds to make this, this decision. Either you call 911 about your grandchild or your niece, your nephew, whoever, your neighbor, or I'm going to call 911. And because we're in Louisiana, we're nowhere near. Then we will pray, but we're not going to utilize. And I'm not again. I'm not because anybody knows me. I'm going to pray. I don't have no problem praying. But for me personally, those minutes matter. We go. We're going to talk to the Lord, but let's make that nine one one call first. Now we're going to pray on this end. But we we. I, I'm not taking no time to convince you and all of it. No. Mm-mm. Once you tell me, so listen to me, you called me for advice. You called me for counsel. Here's my counsel. We need to act just to make sure that this person does not have another five minutes and it could take EMS time to get there and they can possibly take care of this child. Then we'll hold hands and hold hearts, period. I, I cannot... I, I, I cannot allow these precious, precious minutes to go by because already precious minutes have been used to call me to even discuss this. Now, I ain't going to ridicule you right then that you wasted minutes calling to do because just the simple humanistic thing, just simple humanitarianism says there's an alarm going off here. You normally talk to your grandchild on this FaceTime. You normally see the grand Google Gaga. We having a good time, and now all of a sudden I can't see her. And then finally you you come vague with your information. Nah, if somebody got something's wrong with you, somebody's got to give you encouragement to call. That's that for me. That's a very scary thing. So I don't know. Brother Al says he could talk. Brother Al, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We've had this whole conversation. I have no idea what you've heard. Have you heard anything? And I'll fill in the in the blanks for you because I would hate for you to be on and, and not to have an, uh, an opportunity to say anything. <laughs> I know it, 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 it's bad. I didn't get to hear absolutely nothing because we got kids taking regions today, so you got kids coming in that are not supposed to be here, and then some come. I say, you know, yeah, I fight y'all to come to school, and then the day you're not supposed to be here, you show up. Well, we're talking about the strange, talking about the strange people, Al, don't, don't worry about it. They're all strange. I'm trying to listen and do that at the same time, but I wanted to come on. 
Okay. Well, here's, here's, I'm, I'll just give you this quick scenario. Uh, we we have um, a couple who met on Facebook, uh, young, 23 and 20. Um, you know, he was, I guess, infatuated, so he flew out to Paris. They met. They then came back here to New York. She ended up getting pregnant. They would communicate. He would communicate with his family on FaceTime uh, with the baby. I guess they were, you know, everybody was excited. And after a while, one, there was a day when they kept asking. They didn't see the baby anymore. And they kept asking about the baby. And finally, the son broke down and told the father that he thought the baby was dead. So dad, he's in Louisiana. The son is in the Bronx. So dad calls his minister to get counsel as to what he should do. And the, the, the minister prayed with him and encouraged him to do the right thing because that was his grandbaby. So he, he ended up calling 911, and that's the case that you're hearing about where, you know, they uh, dressed the baby, him, and they were living in the shelter, him and the, and the young lady, they dressed the baby, put the hat on, the onesie on, wrapped the baby in the blanket, put the, put the baby in the stroller, took the baby for a quote-unquote stroll, and dumped the baby near the Major Deegan Expressway. My first question was, if that was your grandchild, would you need to call a minister to ask what should you do and call the minister for prayer? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> that would be later on. I'm calling 911 first, you know, and, and hey, listen, um, you know, because, again, you're wasting time. You don't know what's going on. So I'm going to call 911. Hold on a minute, sir, and give me one second. I'm going to call 911. Look, this is what happened. Then I'll get back on the phone with him to 911 get there. Then I'll call the minister for prayer. But, no, we're wasting time. We got, we got to get 911 on the scene quick. Okay, okay. The second question was, you know, we, needless to say, this was a hookup. You know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? You know, ain't nobody think about you know, uh, how quickly we get in the bed. <laughs> However, from from this panel, this panel who we, you know, we all coined, you know, Pastor Kale coined the former life, you know, we know what, what mistakes we've made. Are we pushing, get to know these people, ask the questions. You know, he would have been diagnosed with schizophrenia, bipolar, you know, this mental illness issue he had been experiencing from young in life had been diagnosed, and we know people lie. We know people don't, you know, tell you the truth. However, it does not negate your asking. But do we stick around long enough before we get to this point of intimacy um, without getting to know the person? You know, one of the things that has hit the floor is if you stick around long enough, people ain't got to tell you a whole lot. You can actually see a whole lot. You know, what, what, what would you say for that? Um, I, I agree with that. I would say hang around. You know, that's one of the biggest problems that's going on. Everybody is in a rush. You know, everybody's in a rush. Nobody wants to get to know people. And it, and, and it is true. If you hang around a person enough, you'll start seeing things. Because I don't care how nice they are in the beginning, they, that representative is going to slip out to them later so they get comfortable. So, yes, get, hang around, get to know this person. Especially if you're looking to lay with this person. I need to know 
what kind of person I'm laying with. Do you got? Do she got some evil spirits that don't come on me when I lay with her? You know, you can know the person. You know, you can, hey, listen, we we know what's gonna happen now. You know, I need to know something about this person. I, you know, now again, like you said, we're not talking about former life. Former life, it didn't matter. You know what I'm saying? But right. now that we know better, you do better. You know what I'm saying? So no, I need to I need to know you. I need to know something about you. I need to know what's going on. I'm gonna slip question you there about your past. You know, hey, what school you went to? Oh, you know, I dropped out, got my GED. Really? Oh, okay. So I guess school was a little too hard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I gotta ask you a question. Well, you gotta ask you a question. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right, Brother Al, because, you know, there are a lot of people who have opted to get their GED, and that, that that's not the worst thing in the world. However, it does indicate that you may not be a person who's willing to go the distance, because I always say if you can't, if you can't complete K through 12, oh, the rest of your life is quite questionable. What I've been talking you- to people who didn't even get their GED. <laughs> they, they, they just walk around here with nothing. They just said, forget it. Nothing. Yeah, you know. And, and, you, and, and you know, Pastor Steph, you know, I laugh and I make a joke about it, but I'm serious. Like when I told you that I checked to meet your credit score, I did. You know, okay, if we kind of move together and we looking to buy a house together, your credit score is very important because even though my credit score is high, when we come in as a couple, the bank goal is to take whoever credit score is the lowest. You know, right. so okay. Right. Well, how, how's your credit score? Uh, okay, let's 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 help you get your credit score. What's what's going on with your credit score? And, and you know, and and you know, she has some a couple things on there that wasn't even hers or whatever. And we fix that. And now her credit score is high. It's not as high as mine, but it's very high. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so these are things that when you're trying to build a future, when you're trying to build a future, you need to know these things. But everybody's in a rush. Love ain't going to buy you no house. Love ain't going to get you through a whole lot of things. Love ain't going to feed you, Brother Al. Love ain't going to buy no house. Love ain't going to stop when that blade is coming at your head the way Tamika just described. No, no. And you're absolutely right. You know, even these little things. That's what I say. Even when you mentioned the GED, I'm telling you, when people tell me, and again, I'm not judging you. But it's an assessment. The Bible says that when you're an unstable man is unstable in all his ways. A lot of people, when they did not finish, that's always the groundwork for your life. Just that elementary through K, um, up through 12, I'm sorry. And a lot of times, a lot of people who have not finished just basic school, you find them job hopping. They don't like to take correction. They don't want to correction. You start watching other things in their life. Now, it doesn't mean that they cannot change because a lot of times they don't even recognize that in themselves. They don't realize that the Mm -hmm. two are connected. it's, Mm -hmm. it's, It's separate and apart in their eyes. So, you know, when you bring up something even as small as that, Brother Al, again, you know, I'm not talking about when we were fast and furious. You know, we ain't care. I ain't talking about none of that. I'm not talking about what we did yesterday. But we need to help people understand today that it is imperative, mm-hmm. whether you're checking a credit score, whether I'm checking out the type mm-hmm. of women that you you know, because I, I always said the next person that I get involved with, oh, I'm going to talk to her. 
I'm talking to her because, see, you always, you can tell me anything. I got to see if she got her diploma. Because you you paint this picture how she was a witch and how she gave up on mm. you and how she was she didn't keep a job and when you start asking questions you like oh okay so now I see you might be the reason why she ain't doing all things you you really you know you really need to to ask thank you brother Al for helping us you know with that last little piece of tidbit thank you to do time crew oh, yeah. do have Pray for them. Uh, we pray that. Thank you for your contribution into today's conversation, and we pray you have a blessed day. Have a blessed you day. Thank you. Feel better, Pastor Charlene. Thank you. Y'all do the same. Thank you. All righty. All right, Shantice, what you got? Okay, today we have pray for them, and it's it's scary because I. In addition to not knowing who to pray for when, um, you know, after I prayed and I asked God, all right, can you help me narrow it down? Even when I got to the person, some other stuff was coming out, and I was like, yeah, you need to pray for now everything. It's two components that we must pray for today. And the the main component is the music industry. We must pray for the music industry. As everyone knows, whether you're someone who lives in a bubble or whether you're someone who's out there, that the music industry is very fickle, is nothing but sex money and drugs, is a whole lot of a fooling that goes on, and some other stuff is now coming out. Not that this, this information is new. It's just on a whole other level now. So apparently there is, of course, an anonymous insider because, of course, they're not going to divulge who they are just yet. But according to a few anonymous insiders and one who was very vocal about it on camera, but for some reason I couldn't find out who he is, I couldn't find his name. There's a ritual that's going on, a quote-unquote rite of passage that has been going on in the music industry for a long while now. And everyone knows, of course, the music industry is known for, again, like I said, sex and wild sex parties and orgies, so on and so forth. There's a ritual that's going on now. In order to not only get into the music industry, but to level up, there's a rite of passage to now become gay, where you have um, heavyweights, music heavyweights, A-list celebrities who are now initiating young and new artists into the industry, and you're now being introduced into the homosexual lifestyle. And if you reject that lifestyle and reject their advances, you now get cut off, you get crazy contracts, you don't really get put on, um, your music doesn't really go anywhere, it gets shelved. And they are, now I don't think this is a new drug, but they are now given Transformers. And Transformers is an ecstasy pill that, is disguised to look like children vitamins. And it's shaped like Autobot heads. And it's like the Transformers heads. That's, that's what it looked like when I saw the picture last night. And that that's what they're given. So, of course, they've moved past, you know, just giving women, young women drinks or just slipping a Mickey in their drinks to now 
these young and new artists are giving these transformer pills. And it's even been said by anonymous insiders that a lot of these artists have then been recorded having homosexual sex in order to blackmail them into getting into certain contracts. When, when they're given the contract now, they can't dispute the contracts because now they're being blackmailed with this footage. Or even just to be accepted into the industry and now, um, you know, so it's like if, if someone is an alien celebrity and now I do this to you, now I get to get you to do whatever you want, I get to represent you, I make money off of you, whatever, and I have this footage to blackmail you. So one of the main artists that is said to be doing this and there's been some talk about him for a long while now. It's Sean Puff Daddy Puffy Diddy Combs. Whatever you know him by. Depending on how old you are, you know him by Puff, Puffy, or Diddy. And he <laughs> has been said to be amongst one of the A-list celebrities that are forcing young and new artists to be gay. Hence Usher, Justin Bieber, Chris Brown. He has, I'm not sure if he still has it, maybe he does, um, something called Flavor Camp, where, you know, with, like, new artists, because there was even footage of, like, Justin Bieber when he was first, um, you know, coming into the scene. Of course, you know, he was very young. He's now hanging with Diddy at his house, and he's being shown the cars, and Diddy's telling him, oh, when you turn um, 16, you can now drive this. When you turn 18, you can have this house. How are you making these promises for this boy? I don't know. But... Usher has gone on in interviews stating, like, when he was 12, 13 years old, hanging out with Puffy and being at his wild parties and the things that he thought I was really suspect. Chris Brown has stated on Drink Champs, again, that's that talk show with Noriega and the other guys that are drinking and they sit with celebrities, and he said that Puff Daddy turned him down when he was 12 years old before he signed with Jeff Jam. He went to try to sign with Puffy. But Puffy made certain advances that he wasn't with. So, hence, he did not get signed by Diddy. And Diddy has been known to have a lot of wild sex parties with other A-list celebrities where they have been talking about them as well being um, gay and inviting other people to do that. And we just really need to pray for it. Because I did see, uh, I don't know if it was a meme or if this is really happening, but you know how, like, they have the whole thing on Netflix and they had it on Lifetime about R. Kelly. There was a a picture of of Diddy, and it said he's the next one that's gonna have this like this. This is what he did to me, type of thing. Like it, it's coming, it's coming. And we're seeing that the other day, and now hearing this, I think a day or two after that, we really have to lift him up in prayer because again, when you first started hearing a bunch of stuff about Pussy, you heard a lot of stuff about him being cheap and him not paying his artists properly, but he had. Oh, you know, when that bad boy was really on top, you know, he was um, allegedly stealing from them. That's why Lil' Kim left, and that's why 112 left, so on and so forth. But now it's on to the point where these allegations of this homosexual activity is getting stronger, not just with him being homosexual, but now him being a part of those who now groom other artists into this. So definitely lifting him up in prayer lifting his team up in prayer because, again, as we have learned, if you didn't know before you heard about the R. Kelly thing, these people cannot do these things by themselves. You know, his bodyguard has went on in interviews stating that he saw certain things, not with him, with other people, because certain things that show that this is a lifestyle that he's really living. 
Just praying for his team that no one is aiding him, praying for his legal counsel that no one will, you know, want to put their integrity at risk to try to defend this if and when it gets to this point where he's going to really need legal counsel. I'm praying for these young artists and their families because it is really amazing how a lot of these kids are still getting caught out there. And what can you really say to a kid past a certain point? But when you have parents who are supposed to be governing these kids and making choices for, you know, for their kids and praying that these parents stop aiding these celebrities in doing this because, again, if they don't have access to these kids, then it wouldn't be as easy for them to do these things. You know, um, and praying for the industry as a whole, you know, because, again, just like you just got to talk about passing stuff, God is not allowing the representatives to show too much longer. The music industry has been covered up for years, and now God is not allowing the music industry to look like it's nothing but just the, the glamour stories. He's allowing people to see, young and old, that there's a whole lot of buffoonery. And the guy who I saw, who I still can't find his name, but I'm going to find it, he stated, he said, every... And I'm sure it's not every single body, but the majority. But he said, everybody in the music industry who's successful is gay. And a lot of that could be contributed to everything that he's seeing as far as this quote-unquote rite of passage. So he's praying for everyone who's already entangled, who already has established careers in this industry, for those who are looking to come in this industry. Praying, again, for Sean Cole, his children, you know, because we don't know what they're exposed to, what they heard. We're just praying as a whole that all of this gets situated and that God sits him down before it gets to the point where it got with R. Kelly and, you know, anyone else. But lifting all of this up as a whole, like, there's way too many components to talk about right now. We're praying that God shuts him down and sits him down right now long enough for him to allow God to deal with him. And hopefully once, prayerfully, once he gets dealt with, then this that would be an example for any other alien celebrity or celebrities who are aiding in this. All righty, all righty. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. Father God, we come before you. We say thank you because you are the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, God. You know where this word starts and you know where this world word mm-hmm. ends. You know when it started and you know when it will end. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, we're lifting mm-hmm. up music industry, the Heavenly Father, uh, many years, for many years, many decades, there's been talk of all of this homosexual behavior, the drug use, the sex, all kinds of things, mm-hmm. um, the unscrupulous behavior and contracts and, you know, the cheating, the money, the, the misguiding, you know, just all the underhanded things, this world um, this entertainment industry has to offer all of the newcomers to Heavenly Father. We're lifting up everyone who has the desire to even enter into this industry, dear Heavenly Father, that you just guide them properly, God, that the people that they go to are people who um, don't lack integrity, the people that they are um, seeking out or the people who seek them out you know, that they would be wise, that we pray that they have some kind of counsel already in their pocket so that Mm -hmm. they don't make decisions first and then they have to seek out 
some assistance, dear Heavenly Father. Lord, we're asking you to be with our parents of those who have children who want to be in this industry, dear Heavenly Father, regardless of what area it is, that they would know you. They would know you and have a relationship with you so that they would be able to um, see clearly what it is that their children are getting into, that they would not be out for the money, that they would not be out for the prestige or the fame, but that they would be able to guide their children properly, dear Heavenly Father. Lord, we're asking you to be with uh, Sean Combs, dear Heavenly Father. We don't know how much of this is rumor. We don't know how much of it is truth, regardless of how long it's been going on. We don't know how deep or how shallow this trouble is for him, dear Heavenly Father. But we do know, God, that you can stop it. If you don't even stop it for him, Mm -hmm. God, stop it for his victims, dear Heavenly Father, that they would automatically be able to sense that even if there's some truth to this, dear Heavenly Father, or if it's completely true, that they would be able to be guarded and that they would steer clear of him, dear Heavenly Father, Mm -hmm. that if life is the way they've been talking about God, that there would be an abandonment of any support system, God, regardless of how long they with him, God, that they would be turned around and understand that R. Kelly and all of these other people are just an indication as to what can happen, dear God. And all of the lives that they have in their hands, God, we thank you for all of those who could have been victims, dear Heavenly Father, who you pulled out, dear God, that they did not fall into the hands of this individual or people like him, dear Heavenly Father. And, Lord, we're asking you to just take that world, God, and just reconstruct. We just ask you, God, to just take that world and break it down, dear Heavenly Father. Whatever it is you need to do, we we understand that you are exposing this world at a 100% level. Very little is hidden in this world right now. That, yes, the enemy might be pulling his people in droves, but you are on the opposite end showing what this is all about. So we have a clear ability to make the decision as to whether we want to have you and what's right or whether we want to have the enemy and what's wrong, God. We This is only what we're hearing right now, God. But, again, you see overall, you see everything, the Heavenly Father. You know exactly what's going on. You know exactly who the players are, the Heavenly Father. We just ask, God, that regardless of why the, uh, anyone got into this um, industry, God, that there would be a wake-up call, that the call is now that whoever this anonymous person is, he's or she has sounded the alarm, the Heavenly Father, and people will wake up. Mm-hmm run and run to you, God. You have always been there. You will always be there, God. Mm-hmm. And we thank you God, for sending your son for such a time as this, that all of your people, all of the people who know you, who have been introduced to you, that they would stand up and they would be able to infiltrate this industry to pull your mm-hmm. people out to let these people know 
that there is another way that you don't have to sell your soul and anything else to be a part of this. That there is another option, and his name is Jesus. And we thank you, God, that today we can talk about our former life. That today we can talk about the things we used to do. We do them no more. And it is time for us to educate, God. It is time for us to stop making light of all of this. How ironic that we would talk about this particular thing. And now this pray for them comes out, God. Your timing is always right. That this conversation, these two conversations have been partnered for us to sound the alarm that we were there. We did it. And we know what it is to look past all of the signs. And these people are going into this industry and they are not asking the questions that they need to ask because they are not interested in the right thing. They just want it quick. That's exactly what we just got finished talking about. Well, we ask you, dear Heavenly Father, that your people open up their mouths to help slow the process that there would be something we would say, a song we would sing, a pamphlet that would be given out, a poster that would be uh, uh, put up, that would let people know, stop. Stop, look, listen. We know it can be done. Because if it couldn't be, there would, this world would be over already. So you're giving us time to get it right. And we pray that we stand up, that we're brave, that we're bold. And we do what it is that needs to be done. And we thank you for this opportunity to pray for them. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you, Shanti. You're welcome. Uh, You know, how God ties it all, um, how God ties it all in at all times. And we give God thanks for just our awareness, you know, to be able to look back. And to be able to say, you know what, I didn't do it like that before. But right now, I know what they're looking for. I know what they're looking after. I know what they're running to. You know, everything that glitters ain't gold. The grass is not always greener on the other side. Whatever phrase you want to use, whatever it is that needs to be said, it's the same thing we just got finished talking about. You know, uh, it was brought up, which is absolutely right, that, you know, when he was looking at her on the other side of that screen, there was only one thing that he had going on in his head, and probably only one thing she had going on in her head. And that's exactly what happens when they get into this music industry. All they want is the fame. They want the fortune. They want what they think is money. They want people to see them. They they, they, they want to be out there. But, again, they don't stick around long enough. They don't hang in there long enough to see what's going on. And a lot of times, even when God gives you an inkling, you brush it off. You dismiss it because maybe it just ain't what you think it is. It is what you think it is. And this is why the representative is being exposed sooner and sooner and sooner. This music industry is not as hidden as it used to be. The same way people who want to get in your bed or want you to get in their bed, they're not as quiet and unassuming. They're a whole lot tra- more transparent than you think. So you make sure you stick with God and get the job done the right way. 
You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. Is Pastor Steph signing off? And I want to thank my due time crew for coming through time. Thank you for hanging out with us. Please do not miss this opportunity for God to open up your eyes and help you understand you need a Savior right now. Please do not miss this opportunity that no matter whether you said yes or not, you still need to get closer to God right now because later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God spares, where it's Freestyle Friday. Until then, I love 